Welcome to Like Wildflowers, a podcast where we have revolutionary conversations on topics that challenge the status quo, so we as individuals and as a collective can grow wild. My hope for each episode is to make the parallel between wildflowers and you. Let me briefly explain. Wildflowers are in your backyard. Some people will call them weeds, find them undesirable, and want to get rid of and avoid them in any way they can. So they rip them from the ground and spray toxic chemicals. But year after year, the wildflowers are back, stronger and taller than ever. The parallel here is that you are a wildflower, and some people will see you and what you're doing in life as undesirable. But you, like wildflowers, keep going and keep growing. My intention with this podcast is to inspire you to be your own wildflower by starting these conversations, sharing stories, and offering tools to help you grow wild in all areas of life. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Like Wildflowers. I am your host, Jessica Sage. And if you have no idea who I am, then I invite you to stick around because this is the episode where I will be sharing a few pieces of my story. If you do know who I am, I also would love for you to stick around because while you think you know me, I bet there's more to my story and who I am that you have no idea about. Things that I haven't really shared publicly on my social media accounts. And so, regardless of how well you know me, my hope for this episode is to give you an inside look into who I am, who I was, and who I hope to be. I hope that this episode offers insight into my life, into my world, and into my mind in a fun, relatable, and hopefully funny way. So if I'm being honest, I have been struggling to decide what I want to share here. I believe that we are multi-passionate, multi-layered beings, and because of that, there are so many little pieces that make up our story. There's so many little pieces that make us who we are. And some of these pieces we are really, really excited about, and we want to share them with other people. And on the flip side, some of the pieces we are not ready to share and we want to keep them to ourselves a little bit longer. And so in preparation for this episode, I have had to sift through my stories and decide which ones I wanted to share with you guys and which ones I want to keep with me for a little bit longer. After sifting through my stories and getting some advice from my friends, I've decided that I will start my story at my quote-unquote rock bottom. So the place where it felt like my whole life was flipped upside down, I had absolutely no idea what the fuck was going on, and I didn't know if I would even survive. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but like, they don't call it rock bottom for nothing, right? And so I'll get to all of that in a hot second, but first I want to pop in a disclaimer and say, as I share my story, it might not make sense and it might be very messy, but I hope we can give it some grace because at the end of the day, life does not make sense and life can be very messy. And so if my story mirrors that, 
then at least it's mirroring some kind of universal truth. Now that the disclaimer is out of the way, I think I'm ready to get started. So without further ado, I would love to take you back to the fall of 2015. So at this point in my life, a lot was going on. I was 23 years old, I was living in New Jersey, I was attending Rutgers University to get my bachelor's degree in psychology, I was working full-time in the mental health industry, primarily with individuals who had emotional and behavioral issues. I was also working at a bakery, and I was in a relationship. So like I said, lots going on. Now I could go on and on and give you all these details about what my living situation looked like, what school looked like, what work looked like, but honestly, none of that is really related to my rock bottom. My rock bottom is related to the relationship that I was in and if anything, the experiences I had in school and in work offered some stability while I was navigating the turbulence of this relationship. Now, if you're anything like me, I know you are just waiting for me to drop the juicy details of this relationship. Well, I'm dropping it right now. We were in a relationship prior to 2015 and there was some relationship drama. There was some unloving behaviors from both sides and eventually we broke up. A year and a half later, we decided to clean our slates, forgive each other for the past and try the relationship again. Things were going well at first, but then my bad habits of craving and seeking outside validation and attention came back around. I had started talking to an old friend and one thing led to another and the next thing I know, I'm emotionally cheating on my partner. And to be honest, this was a pattern that we experienced together during our first round of relationship. And so dude was like, absolutely not. We're done here. I've given you so many chances to be better. And yeah, he broke up with me and then he followed it up with a silent treatment. And at this point in my life, as a 29 year old reflecting on all of this, I 100,000% understand his decision. And if the roles were reversed, I probably would have done the same. Like, you're not gonna play me like that, okay? But as a 23, heartbroken, I was not okay. I was crying for months and I was like sending him letters and emails begging him to hear me out and to give us another chance. And spoiler alert, he did not. He wanted nothing to do with me. So I'm gonna leave you with that bit for the time being. And I'm going to take it back to the fact that I was in college. So if you know anything about college and enrolling in courses, you know that for the most part, the student decides which classes they want to take in a semester. And so around the same time that my world was flipped upside down, it was time to enroll in spring semester classes. I needed a psychology credit and I decided to take a class called The Psychology of Intimate Relationships, partially because it was going to fulfill my credit, 
But on a larger percentage, my reasoning was, well, if I just learn how to be a good girlfriend and if I just learn how to be in a healthy relationship, he will take me back. Did that actually happen? No, no, it did not. But I thought it was worth a shot. And little did I know that class would influence the rest of my life. During that semester, I learned so much about relationships and relationship development. I started to understand how family systems influence romantic relationships. I started to notice when my attachment style was affecting my romantic relationships. And not even just my romantic relationships, but also the relationship I had with my friends and with my siblings. And so what was supposed to be a semester of relationship development turned into a semester of personal development. And I found myself on this journey, a journey that I never expected myself to be on and a journey that I wasn't really sure if I wanted to continue once the semester was over. So up until now, I have shared some details around my relationship life and my education life. Of course, there are more details to share in both areas, but for right now, I would love to switch gears and start sharing some details around my work life. As I've already mentioned, I worked part-time in a bakery and full-time in the mental health industry. The bakery was super fun, casual, and laid back, and from time to time, I got to eat some chocolate chip cookies, which I swear to God is like the best perk of working in a bakery. <laughs> um, as for the mental health industry, it wasn't really like that. Like, don't get me wrong, we had fun and there were casual laid back days, but there were also days where I had to be on high alert for my entire shift because I needed to know where my clients were, what they were doing, are they harming themselves, are they harming anyone else, and if so, how do I go about helping them to de-escalate from that situation? I really loved that job. I thought it was so cool to help people with their emotions and to help them understand that there are better ways to express themselves than to punch holes in walls or to attack a staff member. But as I'm sure you can imagine, this position took a lot out of me physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and the more I showed up, the more I was drained. And so eventually I ended up quitting and going to a different facility to help people in similar but different ways. On top of the bakery and the mental health positions that I held, I also started to dabble in network marketing, which wasn't really foreign to me because my parents had signed up for several network marketing companies in the past, and so I was able to watch them and to understand the ins and outs of how they worked. But I never really considered doing it myself. Like, I never thought that I would join a network marketing company. It wasn't until 2016 when my friend invited me that I joined my first network marketing company. And I said yes for two reasons. One was to make some extra cash. Yes, I had a part-time job. Yes, I had a full-time job. But I still needed money, you know? Like, I had books to pay for. I had meals to pay for. I had housing to pay for. 
so the money that I was bringing in from my part-time job and my full-time job, like, yes, it was doing what it needed to do, but it still wasn't enough. And so I was like, okay, like I can make some cash easy just by sharing what I'm doing. And then on top of that, the marketing made it sound like you can make enough money to walk away from your nine to five. And I was really interested in that because I've known from a very early age that I'm not meant or made for the traditional work lifestyle. I'm not meant to go into an office for eight to 10 hours a day. I'm not meant to follow other people's rules or to compromise my personality and my values just to make some money. And so when I was told I can make extra cash and potentially walk away from my nine to five, I was like, yes, girl, just, just take my money and sign me up. The second reason I said yes is because I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to feel comfortable and confident in my skin. I wanted to get healthy. And because it was a network marketing company through the health and wellness sector, they made all of those promises throughout their marketing. And of course, back then, I had no idea what marketing was or the intentions behind marketing, but I gobbled that shit up. I was like, oh, I can lose weight. I can have the body I want. I can have a better relationship with food. Like, okay, yes, I am in. Keeping those two things in mind, I decided to say yes. I signed up, I bought the product, I used the product, I shared about them. I did everything the company told me to do, but was not seeing results. But I kept trying because I know things don't just happen overnight and things take time. And so I just was like, Jess, you just gotta try harder, you know? And I did for a couple months, but I still was not seeing results in my bank account or in my body. And I just felt like at that point, I was doing more harm than good. And on top of it, I noticed that the company seemed to be more interested in making profit off of their customer struggle and pain that they were actually helping them like they promised to do in the first place. And I didn't like that. So I quit. And I told myself that I would never ever sign up for another network marketing company again. And then in 2017, I signed up for another one. And it was honestly such a hard decision to make because I had a bad taste left in my mouth from the last company. And I was like, if it's gonna be anything like that, I want nothing to do with it. But after I did some research on the company and I talked to some people who already experienced the company and their products and their programs, I said yes, because it really sounded as if they were more people-centered and they were more honest with the way that they were doing things. So yeah, I said yes, and then I bought products and put myself on a program and I used them and I shared them and I basically did everything that I was doing with the previous company, but this time things were different. This time I was seeing results in my bank account and in my body. Like money was coming in, it wasn't anything crazy, I couldn't leave my jobs, but it was bringing in enough money to help me with groceries and gas on a month-to-month -month basis. And that, back then, was super, super helpful. And as for my body and food, I was realizing that things were shifting a lot quicker than they had when I was with the other network marketing company. And even when I was trying all these weird quick fixes like diet pills and diet teas, 
So I started seeing things shifting a lot more quickly. I started noticing that when I would meet myself in the mirror, I wasn't meeting myself with negative self-talk as much. I noticed that my body was feeling stronger and instead of focusing on what it aesthetically looked like on the outside, I was more focused on how it felt and showing gratitude to my body for helping me get through the day. Like, thank you feet for helping me get to the store. Thank you arms for helping me carry my groceries. Thank you belly for protecting my insides, you know? And so these little shifts just kept happening and they just piled on top of each other. And eventually, I was able to cultivate a new relationship with my body and with food. And I don't really attribute all of that to the programs and the products. Like, of course, they had their place. But what I think really helped me out was the fact that this company really pushed personal development. And so, yes, I was doing the workouts. Yes, I was adding more nutrient-dense foods to my plates, but every single day I was also doing something that was helping me with my mindset, which then helped me to see myself and my body and my patterns and my choices in a very different way. Honestly, every time I share this company and my experience with them, I am overwhelmed with gratitude. Gratitude toward myself for saying yes and giving myself another chance. Gratitude toward the company for creating programs and products that actually help people and for also pushing personal development, knowing that that's another layer. And also gratitude toward my former coach and my team members for constantly pushing me and celebrating me and encouraging me every step of the way. So yeah, there's just a lot of gratitude that I feel when I share this part of my story. And even though I feel gratitude and I have really good memories and the experience was really impactful, I also knew it wasn't meant for me to continue for the rest of my life. And with that said, I left the network marketing company in 2019. And you might wonder, like, well, why? Like, if it was so great, if it was so impactful, if it was helping you with your finances and the way you saw the world and yourself, why would you quit? And my answer to that is this. After two years of consistently doing food and body work, I came to a pretty big realization, and that's this. It doesn't actually matter what or how much you eat. It doesn't actually matter how often or how intensely you decide to move your body. Like, don't get me wrong, obviously it matters a little bit. Nutrition and movement are two elements to having a healthy mind, body, and soul. But I think we give way too much stock to those things, and... I'm going to blame diet culture because it has wiggled its way into our brains and into our society and so many of us believe that we have to look a certain way or move a certain way in order to 
receive love and kindness. And that's just a load of bullshit because what really matters is how you perceive yourself and how you speak to yourself and how you treat yourself along with how you perceive, speak, and treat other people. And so when I had that realization, I left because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck how many carbs you've eaten in a day and I surely do not care about the size of your pants. What I do care about though is you and not the you that you think you have to be in order to appease others. I care about you at your core. I care about who you are and who you're going to be. I care about where you were and where you were going. I care about what makes you happy, what makes you angry, what makes you jealous. I care about how you express yourself. I care about how you create. I care about how you set your boundaries, how you maintain your energy, how you express your emotions, how you communicate with others, how you celebrate yourself, how you move through your challenges. Basically, I care about everything that is more than skin deep. I care about things that we might not be able to see with our eyes, but we could feel with our hearts and we can connect to with our souls. So that is why I quit. And that is why I decided that instead of helping people with food and body, I would now be helping people with mindset. And that is exactly what I'm doing through my signature programs and workshops. One day I will tell you all about them, but for today I want to stay focused and continue with this episode. So at this point I've shared with you a little bit about my relationship history, my work history, my education history. And of course there's so much more to share with you within those realms. And there's so much to share with you outside of those realms. Like, I haven't even mentioned that I'm a child of divorce and that fucked me up when I was a kid. I haven't mentioned that I went to Catholic school and was bullied. I haven't mentioned that I've struggled with social anxiety for a majority of my life and that it's really hard to connect with people sometimes. I haven't mentioned that I've questioned my sexuality or my existence. And these are all parts of my story. All of this makes up who I am and how I got here. And eventually, I will share these stories with you. But for today, I really just wanted to give you some insight into who I was and what I was doing before I started my personal development journey, along with some insight into how my life started to change once I dove into personal development. I really hope this episode provided you with that insight, and if not, please reach out and ask your questions. Like, if you are confused and you need some clarity around something I said, just let me know, and I will do my best to answer it in a way that provides you with some more insight. Alright, at this point, I have been chatting for about 22 minutes. And my goal for this episode was 25 to 30 minutes. And so I think it's a great time to start wrapping up. And wrap up is going to consist of five fun facts. So fact number one is I adore spiders. 
I know they're creepy, I know they're crawly, I know they're scary, and believe me, I used to be terrified of them. But then a couple years ago, I watched a spider weave a web on my mom's front porch and I just fell in love. And I started doing all of this research and eventually decided I wanted to be a tarantula mom. And so now, I am a tarantula mom. I have a green bottle blue. Her name is Prism. She just celebrated her third gotcha day. And yeah, she is my favorite creepy crawly. Fun fact number two, I have two younger sisters. I love them to death, but they annoy the shit out of me. And if you're a sibling of any kind, I know you know what I'm talking about. The third fun fact I have for you is that I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. I was introduced to spirituality a couple years ago, and compared to religion, it made so much more sense to me and it was something that I felt like I could really connect to rather than this idea that there was a man in the sky dictating my life. Fun fact number four, when I was 16 years old, I auditioned for American Idol. It was a very long day and I did not make it very far. Um, what they don't show you on TV is that there are several rounds of auditions before you even get to the judges. And yeah, I didn't get that far, but honestly, I'm really proud of myself for putting myself out there at 16 years old. The last fun fact I have for you is I love going out and foraging wild plants. This is a fairly new hobby of mine, but it brings me a lot of joy. I really like to go out on hikes and be able to identify different plants and harvest them and bring them home to create something, whether that is wild raspberry jam or rose petal infused bath salts. All right, my friends, that is all I have for you today. I would really love to get to know you as well. So if you are willing and comfortable in sharing your fun facts, please find me on Instagram and send me a message. You can find me at underscore Jessica Sage Co. And yeah, I am looking forward to hearing from you. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for wanting to get to know me. And thank you for all the time and energy you have invested in being an active listener of the Like Wildflowers podcast. Until next time, remember to be like wildflowers and grow in places they don't want you to, where they've warned you not to, and where you're least expected to.